This podcast is dedicated in loving memory and for the Leroy Nishmat of Fegi Batrivka and Aaron and Sarah Kotler. May their memories be a blessing for us. Cain and Abel, a story of ourselves. The story of the two brothers, Cain and Abel, is written in Genesis chapter 4. This is what it says. And Cain brought an offering to the Lord from the fruits of the land, whereas Abel brought from the firstborn of his flock and from their fat. And God paid attention to Abel and to his offering, but to Cain and his offering he paid no attention. And we all know the tragic ending. Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag, the great master Kabbalist, relates to the stories in the Torah as elements that also take place within ourselves. For those of you who are familiar with schools of psychology, his approach is one which is also similar to the Gestalt method of interpreting dreams, in which every element that appears in the dream is in fact an expression of a particular element within the person. Robert Ashlag sees the stories in the Torah in this way because of the fact that every single human being is an entire world in himself or in herself, and therefore everything that's happening outside is also happening within ourselves. The great sages of the Torah do not consider the Torah as a record of historical events. On the contrary, they scorn such an idea. But it's really a teaching of how to relate to God in our lives. The Torah teaches us how to transform the reality of the creator that exists within us as the soul from being a dormant, passive entity to an alive and vibrant consciousness. The lessons of the Torah are garbed in the cloak of history because it has to teach in a language that relates to us and to our lives. The story is therefore the garment of the Torah, but it is not the Torah itself. The Torah teaches us how to develop the relationship with the Creator on both an individual basis and as a community. And it is in this way that we need to understand and relate to the stories that are told. So Rabbi Ashlag starts off his explanation of the story of Cain and Abel by first teaching us which aspects of ourselves are represented by Cain and which are represented by Abel. The aspect of Cain is the human intelligence that we all possess. But Rabbi Ashlag is asking how we're using it. When we use our faculty of intelligence in order to gain knowledge of God, to receive revelations of the light of God, and we therefore bend our serving of God for the intention of acquiring experience of God's light or revelation of his light, then we're using our intelligence in the same way that Eve said when she gave birth to Cain, Kaniti ish et Hashem. Through this man, I have acquired God. This is receiving. The intelligence within a person says, if I humble myself, and only receive the light for the sake of giving, as I understand is what I need to do in order to acquire affinity of form with the Creator, then I will have got the process which I need to attain, so then God will always dwell within me. By this means, I will always be able to attain more of God's light. But in fact, this is a trick. The person is not really receiving for the sake of giving. He seems to be working to humble himself, But inside, it's because he wants to receive the greatest thing of all, the knowledge of God. God, of course, is not tricked. 
and the Torah tells us he pays no attention to Cain's offering. Cain is very angry. He feels he deserved a reward for all his work. What do we learn from this story? We learn that our will to receive ourselves alone will try to use everything in the book to fulfill its own ends, even the processes that we learn in Kabbalah. For the will to receive oneself alone does not just relate to the material world. On the contrary, the biggest wills to receive oneself alone are in the realm of spirituality. So even if the person bends his or her intelligence, trying to find different ways of humbling himself or herself, it's in this case a trick with which he wants to receive the knowledge of God. It's in this case because his overall desire is actually to receive. So this would be giving for the sake of receiving. And this, the Torah tells us, is the offering that Cain offered God. He brought his offering from the fruits of the ground because he thought that if he humbled himself sufficiently to appease God, he'd get the light he wanted. If we're honest, we can find the Cain element within ourselves as well. Very often, we can fool ourselves in thinking we're working for God, but underneath there is that motive of working for ourselves. Thank God this is not all who we are. We also have the aspect of Abel within us. This is the aspect of faith that comes from our heart, our desire to give purely and unconditionally. In Hebrew, the name Abel, Havel, and the word for the heart, Halev, is made up of exactly the same letters. What is the Torah hinting to us here? It's teaching that when we focus on our complete faith in God from our true desire from the heart, then receiving actually becomes unimportant. It becomes nonsense or havel, vanity. As Solomon said in the beginning of Kohelet, havel havalim hakol havel. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Havel, Abel, sees that receiving is vanity and what he wants is to give unconditionally. This is the desire of his heart. How does he discover it? He discovers the 50th gate, the will to receive oneself alone. The more we try to give unconditionally, the more we discover our will to receive ourselves alone. And this is the meaning of the word tzon, that Abel was a shepherd, a shepherd of the flock. The word for flock is tzon. Rabbi Asher teaches us that we can look at this word tzon as if it's made up of two words, tse nun. Say nun means we've gone out, say is gone out, of nun, out of the framework of holiness, through the 50th gate, the malchut of the malchut, which is the will to receive for ourselves alone. When we start off in our spiritual life, we're quite insensitive to our will to receive for ourselves alone, and we don't even notice it. But the more we try to give unconditionally, the more we actually become aware of the times when we slip out of the framework of holiness when we've gone out of holiness through that 50th gate. And at that point, all we can do is to turn to God in faith that he will forgive us, that he will help us, that he'll overlook our going out and he'll help pick ourselves up, gather our faith and carry on. And this is the offering that Abel gives. And with this offering, his heart is satisfied. He offers an offering to God from the firstborn of his flock his first steps in holiness. 
his little steps. His offering comes from the faith that God will forgive him and help him start again, even if his steps of giving unconditionally are small. He feels blessed and happy that he's able to give even this small gift to God. Indeed, the word for firstborn, mavachot, is the same word for blessing. It's almost identical. His first steps in holiness, he counts as a blessing and is happy. And so therefore our desire to give, the aspect of Abel within us, is a shepherd of the flock. He counts as a blessing every little action of faith we have and shepherds our little actions of faith which he gathers together every time we re-enter the framework of holiness after we've fallen down. So we see that these two elements, the Cain within us and the Abel within us, are actually dealing with very different parts of our consciousness. The Cain within us is looking for great light and revelation, whereas the Abel within us is actually content with his very small steps of faith and giving unconditionally. We have both aspects. Which are we going to pay more attention to? The Cain within us or the Abel within us? The Torah says, And God heeded Abel's offering, but to Cain's offering he paid no attention. This is a clear direction which part of ourselves we need to emphasize. So even though the will to receive ourselves alone is our basic nature, this Torah is teaching us it's better to focus on the small aspects of faith that we try to give to God and to each other rather than to desire great revelations of the light of God. Our work won't be glamorous or exciting, but it is saying, never mind if where I'm working is simply trying to deal with the will to receive myself alone, at least it's real. This, we learn, is the offering God does pay attention to, and this is the aspect of Abel within us, gathering together our little lambs of faith. I like the idea of Abel as a shepherd, the Zohar teaches us that Moses, who is called by the sages of the Zohar, the shepherd of faith, was in fact an incarnation of the soul of Abel. Abel also teaches us that instead of beating ourselves up every time we fall down into the world to receive ourselves alone, we can offer to God our getting up again. And this comes only from the belief in the goodness of God. This is the faith that Abel has. The Cain aspect of ourselves can never be satisfied and happy because even though it's working on humbling itself and thinks it's doing the right thing, all the time it's looking to see what it's received and what more he can receive. The Cain aspect feels that since it's doing all the right things, it's checked off all the stuff on the list, he deserves the revelation of the light of God because it's earned it. But now we can understand much more clearly the saying of the sages of the Talmud, Yagati umatsati ta'amin. I laboured and I found, believe it. Rabbi Ashlag in his work, The Introduction to the Study of the Ten Svirot, teaches us, it does not say I laboured and I bought, or I laboured and I earned, but I laboured and I found, meaning that God's light comes to us as a grace. We need to put the work in and labour to prevail over our will to receive and prefer to give unconditionally. It is hard work, as it goes against our inbuilt created nature. We find both sides of ourselves call out to us. The Cain side of ourself wants to receive the light of God and it does have a very strong voice because Cain's vessels are very big indeed. 
These are big wills to receive for ourselves, which express the desires in spirituality, rather than the smaller desires that are expressed in the material world. Whereas the able side of ourselves is much smaller, much quieter. It's just happy and content to give even in the smallest possible way and to value every moment of giving. Superficially, Cain's offering looks more tempting. He's going according to the rules and feels he deserves all he can get. But the truth is the Cain side of ourselves never really feels happy. The able side of ourselves contains the humbling awareness of our falling down, the realization of how small our offerings really are. But nevertheless, we feel blessed and happy and privileged to give them. And this is the offering that God hearkens to. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahora School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahora School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.